Hey everyone, welcome back to Who's There. I'm your host, Allison. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. This is a podcast where I talk to a new horror fan every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan. Because most of us are just regular people who like the adrenaline rush of being scared for some reason, and here we delve into those reasons. So, last week, as you may remember, we were in Sweden with Boris, and this week I'm so excited because we have Andrew Connor joining us from Glasgow, Scotland. Andrew's the host of the podcast called Road to Nowhere, and it was so great to sit down with him and chat about how he got into horror, which started with things like Goosebumps and later on Stephen King. He told me how he's planning to introduce his young daughter to horror when she's old enough, what his favorite subgenre in horror is, and why he loves Mike Flanagan so much, as a lot of us will be able to relate to. One last thing before we get into this episode, if you love the show and haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, I'd be so grateful if you could take a second to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe to our feed wherever you listen to us. Thank you to everyone who's already left us a review. It's so appreciated as it really helps people to find us. I think that's it. So let's get into this episode with Andrew Connor. Hey, Andy, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. How's yourself? I'm good. Thank you so much for being here all the way from Scotland. Why don't you start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself? So my name's Andy. I'm the host of the Road to Nowhere podcast. We're a kind of horror, sci-fi, comic book movie podcast. Pretty normal day job. Uh, I live just outside the city centre of Glasgow. That's it really, yeah. Nothing particularly interesting. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. So first things first, what's your favourite scary movie? It kind of flips between two. They're both Spanish. The first one is The Orphanage by, I think it's J.A. Bayona, and the other one is Wreck. Do you know the two of them? I have heard of them. I've heard people talk about them, but I've never seen Mm. them myself. They are movies that I need to get to. (laughs) Yeah, they're both great. So I think Guillermo del Toro was a producer on uh, The Orphanage. And so when that came out, I think 2006, 2008, I was just straight on to that. That was around about, he was my kind of obsession that I had um <laughs> the orphanage is a bit more of a, a kind of a heartfelt horror movie ghost story type thing well wreck is just shit your pants scary <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what i've heard and i i do want to yeah. see it i'm mm. still c- trying to come down off the fatigue that i'm feeling from reading subtitles for nine hours of squid game but okay yeah <laughs> yeah but i would get yeah. around to it <laughs> Yeah, Squid Game was excellent as well. And I was just finished um Hellbound. Yeah, you, you were you were telling you me. You'll, yeah. yeah. What did you what did you think about it? I've heard I've heard some other people talk about it and say they really liked it. Mm, it's great. I mean it's weird. It's an odd program. Strange, but excellent, yeah. Really good. And it's six episodes, so handy. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how did you first fall in love with the horror genre? Firstly, it would have been through books. I read a lot of Goosebumps when I was younger, which then led me on to It with Stephen King. Mm. Um, it was, yeah, it was mainly through books initially, like a, the Slappy the Dummy, Night of the Living Dummy. The, I also had the Goosebumps videos when I was younger, the VHS, the A Night in Terror Tower, which was based <laughs> in London, I think it was set. Mm. Yeah, mostly through that and then just... I kind of when I was younger, I got a lot of um, chances when I stayed at my grandparents to watch movies that I wasn't allowed to watch at home. So I saw things like I saw the first Predator two, uh, saw Predator two first before I seen the original Predator. There was also the Terminator, 
which I think's quite kind of 80s noir slasher style horror when you kind of strip it down. Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry. But yeah, mostly just books and things, yeah, initially. That's cool. Did you have in Scotland the show Are You Afraid of the Dark? I did, yeah. I can remember watching that when I was younger. Um, kind of similar, was it like a, almost like an anthology style, different stories? Yeah, yeah. Every week it was a different story, a different member of the Midnight Society telling a story. Mm-hmm. So, cool. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So why do you think the people who seem perfectly sane love the horror genre? I think we see it as an outlet and a release almost. I think quite a lot of horror fans can be quite introverted. And this is a way of maybe not expressing emotion, but projecting it maybe a wee bit more. Anger's maybe the wrong word, but if you're feeling that you've had a a shit day or whatever, you go and you get the Belko experiment on (laughs) once you've finished work or mayhem, or if you're feeling a bit kind of brave you put on <clears throat> like a paranormal activity to put the shits up you um yeah i think just like a a release and a which which keeps us sane really yeah definitely what is your favorite subgenre in horror it's the paranormal the kind of paranormal activity spookies things like insidious and the conjuring the <clears throat> Yeah, the the ghost stories I really go for, or the things like it, like the recent part one and two, I absolutely love. But yeah, mostly down the ghost story route, I really go for. Awesome. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. You mm. live in Scotland, and I know that there yeah. are a lot of haunted places. However, have you ever been to any of them? So I'm in Glasgow, but in Edinburgh, there is, I've done a ghost tour around Edinburgh down Mary King's Close, which is like a kind of haunted uh, street in Edinburgh. It was like a nighttime ghost tour. And I've, there's also the kind of the Edinburgh Dungeons, which is more the kind of setup. It's like a whole story you walk through sort of thing. Glasgow, I've never done anything like that in Glasgow. There's a thing like the stories about the Gorbals, which is an area in Glasgow, the Gorbals Vampire, which um, they have, there's like a mural of them down oh, cool. in the, the kind of the town of the Gorbals. But yeah, uh, th- I mean, there is a lot. There's um, also the tale of Sonny Bean, who was a cannibal, um, but that was more kind of coast, coastal sides. Um, there's a movie on, about that, actually, which isn't very good, but <laughs> <laughs> if you ever fancied it. Yeah, yeah. Most, I've done a couple of things in Edinburgh, really. That's cool. Edinburgh is a city in the UK that I have not gotten to yet that I really want to go to. And I think doing a ghost tour would definitely be a top of my list. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, because it's quite a, it's, it's such a, an old looking town, an old looking city. There are lots of small dark alleyways and things like that and old stone buildings. That really kind of captures it quite well. I'm Glasgow though, so I prefer Glasgow to Edinburgh. That's oh. just a, a rivalry thing. <laughs> Doesn't the story of Bloody Mary come from Scotland? I'm not too sure, actually. No? Okay. It might, it might do, possibly, yeah, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not 100% on that. I have to ask, do you believe in ghosts or are you a skeptic? <clears throat> I, I've i never had any, any experiences, personally. I'm not averse to it, 
and I wouldn't kind of chastise anyone for believing. I've just never experienced it. So I'm open to the, the potential of there being that sort of other world, if you like. But yeah. I've never had a personal experience of it, no. But yeah, I, why not? Fuck it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I've never had any paranormal experiences either, and I don't want to. But I'm no. <laughs> more than I'm more than glad to be like, yes, they're here. Just leave me alone. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> Are there any good Scottish horror movies that people might not know about by any Scottish directors? Um, there's one by that is on Prime in the UK at the minute, actually. I don't know if it's in the same in the States, but it's called Death of a Vlogger. Oh, yeah, yeah. I watched that last year. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That's superb. The director, Graham's a really nice guy, actually. I met him for a a kind of scripted, not scripted, a written interview. Oh, cool. And he's a really nice guy, and he's working on other things as well at the minute. He's he's working on an anthology horror. So he's worth checking out, keeping an eye on him, see what he does next. But yeah, Death of a Vlogger was great. There is obviously people know the descent and they know yes. dog soldiers. I've never heard of that one. <clears throat> so dog soldiers is a werewolf movie set in Scotland, and that's really good. That's worth okay. worth checking out. Mm-hmm. The Sony Bean one is called Sony Flesh of Man, and it's it's. I mean, I didn't like it at all, but <laughs> maybe someone will. It stars an actor David Heyman, who. Is quite kind of well known in Scotland. He's been in lots of shows here. It's kind of he's a quite a well known actor. It's kind of about this family's descendants living in modern times. It's it's shit to be honest, but yeah, <laughs> someone might like it. It's violent. Do you like the violence? Then maybe. Oh, okay, <laughs> cool, yeah. awesome. I will add most of those to my list. Maybe not the last one. Mm. <laughs> uh, do you, who are your favorite horror directors? Um, <clears throat> at the minute, it's probably Mike Flanagan. I'm a big fan of pretty much everything he's done. I've still to find, uh, still to catch Oculus, but like his Midnight Mass this year was fantastic. Both his King adaptations have been uh, superb. I think he done a, a, a he done a great job of an impossible task with Doctor Sleep, which. The book I wasn't, I liked the book, it was okay, but I think he just managed to kind of marry Kubrick's version of The Shining with King's version as well as telling this other story. Um, Obviously there's Carpenter as well, but probably the one I would go to would be Guillermo del Toro, his older, like Kronos and The Devil's Backbone and even Pan's Labyrinth, his horror elements to it. I think he's he's my favorite favorite director just overall. So the fact that he also does horror is quite a bonus. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guillermo <clears throat> del Toro has a movie coming up, right? That's mm-hmm. coming, yeah. coming out soon. Uh, Nightmare Alley. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Are you looking forward to that? Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. I think it's December it comes out. Maybe I know it's kind of Oscar, Oscar yeah. baiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it looks spectacular. The kind of set design and the costume design looks great on it. Yeah, I'll be I'll be catching that as soon as I can, really. Yeah, nice. So you have a podcast called Road to Nowhere, where you choose an actor from the IMDb page of a movie and discuss their credits. How do you come up mm-hmm. with the idea for the show and also the idea for the name? So nowhere is a place. I don't know how you are with the the MCU. No, I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> so 
in the Guardians of the Galaxy, nowhere is a place that kind of where outlaws meet and drink and fight and bargain and steal, but it's inside the head of a celestial, which is this giant ancient <laughs> ancient <laughs> being. So I just kind of liked how that sounded with the name. I struggle. I'm not very good with kind of catchy titles and things like that. So I kind of struggled for a wee bit with that. That came in my head and I thought, fuck it, that'll do. And then for the the actual theme of the podcast, that was again, I was just trying to think of something that was just a wee bit different and it would keep it kind of varied without just maybe we say, all right, this week we'll discuss the three Iron Man movies. Next week we'll discuss the Halloween franchise. So the first episode that followed that kind of pattern was we discussed Halloween Kills, which we then picked Judy Greer, and she was in War for the Planet of the Apes. So Judy Greer was that, and then we're recording this week. We went for Woody Harrelson, and he's in A Scanner Darkly, an old Philip K. Dick, uh, Richard Linklater movie from 2006. And yeah, I just thought it was a way of... There's quite a big uh, area, surface area you can cover with that, and it keeps it keeps it fresh and keeps it going. That's mm. right. That's very cool. What did you What did you and your recording partners all think about Halloween Kills? We all hated it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was really excited for it. Like, quite. A, I'm not a huge Halloween fan, but I love the original. I've got time for some of the the, the sequels, but then I really loved. David Gordon Green's 2018 Halloween. I thought it made him properly scary for the first time in a long time. <laughs> but that was just so shit. <laughs> like, and I, I watched it twice. I watched it once for myself for what a pleasure. And then a second time taking notes and that just made me angrier because I got <laughs> so bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I can definitely relate to how you feel. It was such Have a disappointment. Seen... Yeah, oh, I, I hated it. It was, it was such, such ham acting. The oh. acting and it was awful and you put you take Jamie Lee Curtis basically out the movie for the whole thing yeah just have her in a bed no no terrible yeah and the script was really bad I hated uh. all the dialogue <laughs> mm. uh. I got I got what they were kind of trying to go for like it was that mob rule mob mentality but and I'll not give spoilers away but the there's a certain thing that happens in it just did not make sense in the hospital. And you you can spoil it because um, okay, spoilers right, okay. are fine. Yeah, spoilers are fine. Yeah. So when they they kill the other inmate or they force him to kill himself, you've seen two pictures of two inmates that have escaped. One is a hulking six foot seven man <laughs> who has a scar across his face and looks terrifying. Yeah. The other one is kind of Danny DeVito with a wig. <laughs> and I don't think Danny DeVito is going to have been Michael Myers yeah. and it's just I know it's it's a kind of fear aspect of it but no it, it wasn't executed well I will be first in line for Halloween ends but uh. yeah. my expectations have been extremely lowered for Halloween ends yeah but yeah that can only be a good thing then because it's yeah. only, only ways up <laughs> yeah <Maybe. laughs> so what horror movies have been released in Scotland this year that you've seen besides Halloween Kills Malignant. I saw Malignant in the cinema. The Night House, which was another one that I felt let down by. Mm. I mean, the cinemas have been open, I think, since 
May, June, quite consistently. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Halloween Kills. I think that's the only ones I've seen in the cinema. I watched Spiral today because that's just came on Prime over here. Oh, the book okay. I saw. Yeah. And again, yeah. that was bad. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I mean, was it called From the Book of Saw? I can't even remember anymore. I saw it so long ago. Yeah, it was Spiral from the Book of Saw. Okay. Yeah. It was, yeah. Oh, have you seen it? Yeah. I did. I saw it in theaters back. It was like my first movie back in theaters mm. in like March or April. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, I I actually I liked it because it was like right, a okay. crime movie. Um, uh, okay, I totally yeah. understand why people who love the Saw movies did not like it because it was not like the other Saw movies mm. or at least the first one. I haven't seen yeah. the rest, but yeah, and it was it was a little <clears throat> less gory than I think the other sequels probably are, which I appreciated. So yeah, yeah. I've never seen one since three. So okay. I love I love the first one. I love the kind of David Fincher sort of seven style of that, and yeah. that one did kind of go for that a bit more. I just thought Chris Rock wasn't very wasn't very good. He was always shouting and looking confused, and then I just thought it was and it, the, the the kind of twist was telegraphed, and I got a bit bored with it. To be honest, I'm not a huge Saw fan either. Anyway, as I said, the third one was the last one I seen. But it was just on the on the, the for free, so I thought yeah. I might as well. Yeah, and yeah. I've got Shudder as well, so I've watched a lot of Shudder this year. Caveat yeah. um, is a great one on Shudder if you've seen that. I have not seen that one yet, but That's I have excellent. to go back um, for Sorry. a second. Did you say the ending to Saw or Spiral was te- was like telegraphed? Spiral. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought you meant the ending to Saw, and I was like, "How did you figure that out?" <laughs> no, but yeah, no. The the who it was, who the killer was in Spiral, was very obvious. Yeah, yeah, so. definitely. <laughs> oh, so, I see that you have a ring on your finger. Does your partner like horror movies? Not at all. No. No. Oh, okay. No, she hates them. I did convince her to watch, firstly, The Mist, which that's really uplifting. Wasn't... Yeah, she wasn't happy about that at all. She hates movies that end bleakly. I've got a bleak ending, so that is the bleakest. And yeah, she was, she was she was not happy. I convinced her to watch Chapter One at Chapter One by saying it was just like Stand by Me, but with a clown. Um, <laughs> and she she enjoyed it enough that she came to see Chapter Two, but she was yeah she she was scared of it. To be honest. <laughs> she's not a, not a huge uh, fan so are you usually watching these movies by yourself or with friends usually by myself yeah i went to see malignant myself the night house actually yeah i've got a couple of friends that like the horror movies and if i can i'll meet up with them for yeah. it but mostly just myself that's fine fine by me to be honest yeah yeah no i like going to the movies by myself as well hmm an article came out last year that said that horror movie fans were handling lockdown better than non-horror movie fans. Why do you think that was? I think it's quite similar to why we normal but love horror. It's it's a bit of a release and we've, we've witnessed everything that is the kind of extremes of humanity through horror. So we kind of expect, not expected, like I did not expect to go to the supermarket and not be able to buy toilet paper. I never explained that in like Dawn of the Dead, but we have an element of preparedness, I think. 
And also, horror is such easy watching. Well, for me, anyway, it's bingeable. Like, whether it's a TV show like A Midnight Mass or The Haunting of Hill House, it's really, you can sit for hours and just get invested in it. So during lockdowns and during periods of not being able to do anything else apart from work and come home, you just came home, put the TV on and just let that kind of wash over you. And with a lot of horror as well, especially on Shudder, you get 90-minute movies and they're ideal. You've got a a quick 90 minutes so you can can just invest yourself in that. I think that helped us a lot during that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. in 10 seasons of The Walking Dead, never once did they fight over toilet paper. So I think people just need to remember that. Yeah, exactly. They'll be using leaves by now, I think. <laughs> yeah. Or they just use towels that they wash. It's a little gross, uh, yeah. but you know, you can just use a towel. Yeah. How is how is the pandemic in Glasgow? We were quite, in terms of the rest of Scotland, we were quite bad for it. I think because it's just such a what's the word I'm looking for kind of dense dense yeah probably dense is the right word yeah city we were probably I think we were the worst in Scotland anyway we certainly were for a while restrictions were lifted in other areas before they were lifted here Mm -hmm. quite a high kind of death toll in comparison I mean the UK I think was a bit of a a shit show in general due to the bumbling arsehole that runs the country from London but um, not that I'm biased at all but <laughs> we we have our own government up here who kind of tried to follow similar suits but yeah it wasn't well dealt with overall I don't, but, I don't know where's dealt with it well but yeah, especially yeah. here it was shit yeah well I can definitely relate as we had our own bubbling asshole in the White House last year yeah. so <laughs> we I mean, did not both... handle it well either <laughs> They both look the same. They both have shit hair. They both just can't talk properly and they're yeah. in charge of countries. It's great fun. Yeah. I know. Well, ours no longer is. So yeah. that's at least good. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you decide what horror movie to watch when you're just hanging out and looking for something to watch? I usually try to go for something new. I do a lot of rewatches. Like comfort ones would maybe be the like get mentioned them a few times now, the two it movies. Or like a conjuring or something along those lines. But when I've got time, I've got a, a young daughter when it's not Paw Patrol or the Sonic movie. I yeah, try and find something new yeah. to go through. And it's usually through Shudder because they just have so much that I've never seen. Even older classics and things that I've not managed to catch. And yeah, I'll just, unless I'm in the mood for one that I've seen before, I'll just stick on something that I've never seen, really. Awesome. Is your daughter a horror fan? No, she's uh, she's three. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she's a little young. Give her another year. When she's four, yeah. then you can introduce her. She's watched, there's a program... I think it's a Nickelodeon program called Shark Dog, <laughs> uh, which had a Halloween special, mm. and she loved. She had that on repeat. But no, nah, I don't <laughs> try it yet. Don't want her up all night. <clears throat> are you, so? Are you planning on trying to introduce her to horror when she's a little older? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I'll start with maybe things like your Nightmare Before Christmases and Goosebumps yeah. as well. But yeah. 
I need someone to watch them with. My life's not going <laughs> to. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's that's a that's a good plan. <laughs> yeah. Are there any horror movies that you won't watch or that you won't watch ever again? Anything by Eli Roth. Huh. Can't stand anything he's done. I hate the Hostel movies. I started the Green Inferno and just gave up. I think the guy has a, a, a kind of love of horror, but it's just not for me. It's that kind of dude. Is it the right word? Like these dudes that go to Europe and no, I just hated those Hostel movies. Or anything by Rob Zombie as well. I've seen a few of his and just never again. Mm. Especially his Halloween movies. They were terrible. House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, no. Never. I have never seen a Rob Zombie movie, so... You're very lucky. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're so bad. It's just a... the same with Eli Roth movies. There's just a kind of nastiness to them and like a level of enjoyment and the torture and then the pain, especially Rob Zombie's ones, his main characters and his kind of the, the trilogy that he done, and I can't remember the family's name in it, but it was Sid Haig played the one character in House and he played it in The Devil's Rejects and the last one I can't remember the name of. And it was almost as if they were supposed to have came across as all, like anti-heroes, mm. but they were just horrible, horrible people. And I just, I don't have that. I don't have an interest in that really. It's just nastiness for the sake. So American Psycho, not for you. I I like American Psycho actually, <laughs> yeah. but that, American Psycho is quite polished. Okay, which is right. maybe a bit different. Like the, the 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 Rob Zombie ones always feel dirty and grimy and like kind of mud under your fingernails type movies. Okay. Like, all right. Have you ever had any noteworthy experiences seeing a horror movie in theaters? Just this year, I saw when I seen *Malignant*. I had the whole screen to myself, which was great. <laughs> and that's the only thing that comes to mind, kind of off off the top of my head. But yeah, that was brilliant. That was <laughs> I picked my own. I, I had a seat, and then I just moved to what I thought was the perfect position. The ushers still came in and checked on me, though, which was weird. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't doing anything. But yeah, that was quite cool. The when we see when I went with a couple of friends to see Midsommar, and I don't think the crowd in there got what it was like. So for from a negative perspective, there was far too much, and and there is a couple of kind of amusing scenes in it, but they just seem to laugh all the way through it. <laughs> Plus, the person sitting next to me was eating a big bag of um, kettle chips. So that was terrible. Crunching <laughs> all the way through. Oh, that stinks. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that must have been a weird experience to see Malignant alone in a theatre. Yeah. Yeah, it was. But I, I absolutely loved it. I literally was laughing out loud in the third <laughs> act when the kind of reveals made of their, um, a chair gets thrown at the two police officers. Yeah. Pissing myself laughing. It was great. It's like that's maybe why they checked on me. To be oh. fair, <laughs> or they just knew that it was such a weird movie, and they were like, "This guy's by himself. We should make sure he's okay." Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, but yeah, it was. Oh no, I really enjoyed it. I love going to uh, the cinemas myself. Like, and the less people, the better. I think cinemas here are a, a, a bit different to the states. There seems to be a bit more. Anytime you see videos, a bit more audience interaction, maybe with the movie. I don't know if that's common. But 
yeah, I, I'm happy just sitting. Less people, the better. There was one time, which isn't a horror, a horror movie, when the opening day of Terminator Genesis, the kind of Amelia Clark Terminator, kind of, and I went to the IMAX and I was the first one to book tickets. So I picked the seat right in the middle, the huge IMAX screen, like it's whatever feet tall. And two people, a couple, had obviously picked tickets and were sat right next to me for the whole movie. Oh. And it was just, can you please fuck off? <laughs> like, yeah. There's all these other seats. I know I've picked oh. right in the middle. I picked the best seat, but they like, even go behind me. It's not next to me. Yeah, that's yeah. so annoying. Why would you want to be that close to a stranger when there are all these other seats? Especially if, if I was in a theatre and someone was sitting themselves, I would be like, fuck yeah. that guy, I'm not going near him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I once I once was at a movie by myself and a guy came and sat down right next to me. It was the weirdest thing in the world. If yeah. the theatre, and it was like a little bit after the movie started. So I was like, yeah. what's going on? Oh, it was yeah. not, it was not a good experience. Yeah. Unnerving. <laughs> yeah, I saw... When I was in Israel in 2019, I had a free afternoon and I went to go see Happy Death Day in the theater. And it was like okay. me and like a middle-aged man was right behind me. It was very right. odd. <laughs> right. Okay. So what has your favorite horror movie been in 2021? A couple. Uh, Malignant is up there. I absolutely loved Malignant. I had a great time with that. No, avoided trailers. Mm. So the first trailer and that was enough. And it was utterly batshit. Like yeah. crazy, it was stupid but fun. It was gory. It was over the top. Yeah, absolutely, a great time with that. The other one, probably on the kind of lower scale, would be Caveat, which was I mentioned okay. earlier. It was an Irish horror about a guy who's kind of babysitting someone's older niece, but he has to wear a a chain and a vest that doesn't allow him into certain rooms. Hmm. So the 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 daughter has some sort of learning difficulty, and she doesn't like the fact that people could get into a room. So this chain stops at a door; they can't go any further. And they use, they say it's to keep her safe and make her feel safe. And it just kind of spirals from there into this terrifying, or oh, the scares at the end of it. Honestly. It was oh. it was great. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, and that's on Shutter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'll see yeah. if it's on Shutter in the U.S. and watch mm -hmm. it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> what horror movie are you most looking forward to seeing in 2022? Probably Scream. Yeah. And that's quite early. I think that's the end of January. Uh, middle um, of January here, at least. It's in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited for that. Like I loved, I love the first two, and I have time for the other two um so as long as they do a good job i mean it's the same people that made ready or not which uh was it no was it ready or not or yeah. you're next yeah it, it's ready it's ready or not, or not yeah i mm. always get those two movies mixed up but yeah i think that if the tone of ready or not is quite similar to what scream was that kind of horror comedy not horror comedy but light touches throughout it and I think if they can nail that properly, I just worry what one of the three is going to die because one of them has to. Yeah. <laughs> I think that my money's on Dewey. Uh, maybe, maybe. 
I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm nervous to see who's going to die because, like you said, yeah, one has to die. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only one I can think of, actually. I've not had it. I've been quite behind with my movies, so I've been catching up on this year. So I've not really looked forward much. Uh, I can't actually think of any more coming out off the top of my head, but I'm sure if I looked, I would say, God, I need to see that. I need to see that. But Halloween yeah. ends. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, no. <laughs> That's far enough. Yeah. That's ages away. That's fine. <laughs> If are there any horror movies that you love that people generally don't like? I think the paranormal activity movies get a lot of shit for whatever reason. I think movie goers quite often shit on the horror genre, and the horror genre quite often shits on the found footage subgenre. So yeah, probably paranormal activity. I mean, I generally I like most. Kind of horror movies, like I don't know if how popular Hell House LLC is. I really, really like that. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, um, no, I love, I love that movie, and I, I mm. don't hate the sequels. I think they, they give more of the story. They tell you more of the story of the house, and I just find mm-hmm. them interesting. Yeah, yeah, and I don't, I don't, I mean, I'd never heard of them until they came on Prime. So, yeah. I don't know how, um, how popular they were, but. Yeah, the found footage ones, I think, just in general, get a bit of a shit rap. Except the ones that everyone goes, you have to see this. So Blair Witch. Then, yeah, Blair Witch, a wreck. And then there's a kind of pile on of the people that don't want to be seen to be missing out or to be seen to be having a go at something that's that's popular. Yeah. But, yeah probably the paranormal activity ones are the only ones, really. Yeah, no, I love all those movies and I will keep watching mm. them as long as they keep making them. Did you see the most recent one? Yeah. What do you think? Oh god, <laughs> never again. In fact, remember when you asked earlier if there was anything I won't watch again? Mm. That's another. Okay. Never again. <laughs> uh, really, I, I can understand what they're trying to do. I don't know if it's had it always been a paranormal activity movie, or was it like one of these that was made? And then they've went, oh, we can make this a paranormal activity movie. Do you know what I mean? Kind yeah. of like what they've done with uh, yes. 10 Cloverfield Lane and things like that. I'm not sure because almost like a soft reboot, wasn't it? I really didn't like it. I, I, <laughs> and some of the the kind of the choices they made with the filming of it, with the weird slow motion parts when there's yeah. whatever it is chasing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of similar to... Did you see Wrong Turn this year? Yes. Yeah, it was. They'd done a similar thing to that, where it was the same name but a totally different take. Yeah. And I actually liked the Wrong Turn. I don't like the old Wrong Turn movies. Yeah. So this I thought was actually really good. But no, Next of Kin, <laughs> I think it was called, wasn't it? Yes. No. <laughs> I thought. I mean, even just by the name, it sounded like maybe they're going to be related to Kate or Katie or the family of some kind. Yeah. Unless I've missed it, I didn't think they were. But no, no, it wasn't for me. <laughs> I've only watched it once. I kind of want to watch it again. I didn't totally hate it. But yeah, yeah I, that's a good question, whether or not it was. It started out as a paranormal activity movie or if they just made it and then they're like, we should, you know, put this onto the other ones to sell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know um, Jason Blum basically said it has nothing to do with Blumhouse. Oh, okay. He was like, we didn't want to carry it on. And I think is it Universal? We're keen to 
yeah. try and make money, but mm. then it came straight to streaming, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's on Paramount <laughs> Plus, so. Oh, right. yeah. we don't have that here. Oh. <laughs> yeah. If you could remake one horror movie, which one would it be? Pet Cemetery, because that last one was terrible. Um, it was. <laughs> I feel like I've come on talking about being a horror fan and just spoke about all the ones I really fucking hate. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no, I mean, no, you've talked about a lot that you did like. Um, yeah, I really hated that Pet Cemetery movie. I've got a lot of time for the, the 90s TV event, whatever it was, but it's of its time. The... The, the, the remake of that was just terrible. So something done by something to make that good again, really. I did the with that movie as well. They gave away the the kind of change that they'd made yeah. in the trailer was stupidity. Um, I would get Mike Flanagan on board for that <laughs> as well. It's mostly King ones, I think, as well. I would like to see. A, I think they might actually already be making a Salem's Lot again. I would like to see that getting redone. And I think I would also like to see The Shining get redone, but closer to the book. Because there's so much in the book that is not included, and there's a totally different ending. I'd like to see that type. Like The Shining's a strange, strange read near the end, especially. I think just give it all to Mike Flanagan and let him pick. (laughs) Yeah, just give him anything that we want done better, and he will do it better. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So my final question is if you had to spend quarantine with one horror villain, who would it be? Um I was thinking about this and then I thought maybe be Jigsaw. Cause I think he would be quite interesting. Like he's obviously had life experience and a, sh- a shit experience. They're not gonna kill me, are they? Like <laughs> they just you never know. Like the only issue would have been if the electricity went out and the TV goes off and there's no radio and John Kramer turns to you and says, "Do you want to play a game?" And like, John, fuck off! No, I'm not playing a game with you. I've seen how those end. There's about nine movies telling me not to play a game with you. Like, but yeah, he'd be a quite normal guy. And if he did try anything that didn't involve chloroform, you could probably beat the shit out of him before he killed you. Like <laughs> before he got you trapped. Unless you put it in your cocoa pops or something. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and chatting with me. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah. So on Twitter, I am at Nowhere Andy, and it starts with a silent K. And for the podcast, it's at Where Is Nowhere. Again, the silent K in there. Yeah, we've got a couple of episodes coming out soon and a few interviews and things like that. So, yeah, that's where you can find us. Just give us a follow and say hi awesome awesome i will leave links to all those in the show notes thank you again for being here (laughs) thanks very much for having me on this has been great yeah that's it for this week's episode of who's there i hope you enjoyed my conversation with andrew connor and thanks again to andrew for coming on i'll leave links to all of his socials and his podcast in the show notes you can follow us on twitter at who's there pod or on instagram at who's there podcast and if you have any questions comments concerns horror movie recommendations or you'd like to be a guest shoot us an email at hello at who's there podcast.com Until next time, stay scary and get vaccinated.